but he's just watching some old, uh, you know. <laughs> That's good. That'll be fine. Yeah. Well, shit. What, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to this episode of Over the Top Rope. I have got another second time guest, only one of two to be on Over the Top Rope twice. I got my man, Hot Shot, Hunter Nutt. What is How up, everybody? How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Like I was saying, man, just squeezed in last second, trying to squeeze some outer banks in. <laughs> As you should. Pop off, King. And I will say, you know, first of only two guests to be back on your podcast. And how fitting for it to be the best tag team TSF. The best. The best. We try to be, at least. Yeah. No, you guys don't have to try. And that's what matters the most. Yeah, you guys don't have to try. I mean, you just you just are, you know. So Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, and we'll kinda Tom's been waiting in us on this all day. Tom is oh he's been waiting it on it since we announced that Tom is Tom's hype. We're glad Tom's he's hyped. good, dude. Tom's a great, great guy. Thanks for being here, Tom. What's up? Yeah, definitely. Tom uh he is the only person he did it for uh Grillo last week and he done it for this show. The only person to ever leave a comment before the show ever goes live. So Let's I'm go. I'm absolutely down with that and I appreciate it. And that just says that TSF is a draw. You know what I'm saying? Again, man, we try. We try. I mean, do you see these stunning faces? What what can you say? What can you say? That's what I'm down with. <laughs> and speaking of Grillo, anybody that, you know, they keep up with you guys, keep up with me or whatever. They know that, you know, Grillo's been sidelined by an injury. How has that changed what you've been doing and how you approach things going from, you know, almost strictly tag team to, you know, singles action and proving to the world that you are, you can do singles, not that no one ever thought you couldn't, but that you can do singles. So, I mean, I'll first off start by saying, I mean, that's my brother, man. Like, we started wrestling together. We literally have gained this connection since we started. That makes us feel like brothers. So after hearing that unfortunate news, after he called me on the phone, I was like, what well, What do I do now? Like, we're, we're TSF. And we will forever and always be TSF, of course. Um, but in that moment, I knew that I had him as a genuine support system. And he, he, like, he told me on the phone, he was like, dude, I want you to go out there and I want you to kill it. So that was a lot of motivation and confidence for me to be like, okay, well, I think I can do this because <laughs> prior to that, I'm pretty sure I only had like two or three singles booking, man. Like it was a whole new world entering into it at first, but I was blessed enough to have a promotion, Anarchy uh, Wrestling out in Cornelia, Georgia. It's at the uh, Landmark Arena. Okay. If anybody is familiar with that, they used to film NWA Wildside out of that. Uh, it is known as the house that AJ Styles has built because mm -hmm. that's where he got his comeuppance and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but I got to work a little bit of single stuff there, and I don't know what clicked, man, but it just just something felt like it it, it was working, yeah. if that makes any sense. And obviously, I still have a lot of room for growth, mm -hmm. but the transition from tag team wrestling to singles wrestling was pretty seamless. And I also accredit that to tag team wrestling being such a hard craft to learn. Because the amount of psychology and pieces you have to put together in a tag team match is it's through the roof. And you really have to understand it to put on a good match. So I think going from that stress level to be like, okay, well, now there's only two moving people in this match. <laughs> there's 
means there's probably a lot less psychology things that have to go on. Kind of helped as well. Yeah, I think you touched on something very important there is that uh, very rarely is there a match where at some point in a tag team match where all four individuals are not in the ring at the same time. So even though you and Grillo are not directly, you know, engaging with each other, you still have three other people in that ring that, you know, you have to watch out for, you have to protect and, you know, make sure they're hitting their mark, you're hitting their their mark. And when tag team wrestling is done right, like TSF does, it's like the most beautiful thing in the world. It really is, man. Like I said, it's an art. It, it truly is an art because it's tough to throw two singles wrestlers in a tag team together. Yeah. Especially if they don't fully, like if they've never been in a tag team or if they fully don't understand that knowledge and storytelling that needs to go into it. Because it turns into just like, okay, well, let's everybody just get their stuff in. But that's not the beauty to it, man. Yeah. You know, you're 100% right. Oh my gosh, is that the Trip Jordy? Hot shot hunter, not the goat. How about Trip Jordy, the master of the whip? <laughs> Man, Trip, Trip hopping in and leaving a comment. That's like top it is. Two. It brings the stream up to this level, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's a star. It, yeah, and I've, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I wish I had just like a third of his like charisma and energy. Man, it comes naturally out of that kid. It comes naturally. <laughs> I say kid when he's older than me. Um, but I call him a kid. Uh, yeah. It's insane because it's just natural. Like, that's just how he is. He's just a great dude, and he's able to translate that into the ring, and it's it works. Yep. The first time uh, uh, I seen him live at the, the Nightmare Factory uh, live show here where I met you guys at, I'm just like, like, just from the moment he came out, like, the whole time, I'm just like, this kid is just like, I mean, this is like something I've never seen before. And it's just like, I was like taking it in and I was kind of mesmerized by it a little bit, you know, just, it was just like, bam, you know. Fact he has on you, dude. <laughs> yeah. And in the, in the talk of the, the singles action, uh, it's really cool when I get to see uh, people from here in North Carolina and then, you know, you guys that I'm friends with wrestle each other. And so I like I popped hard when I seen that you wrestled Alexander Moss, who uh, trained here and uh, just like 15 minutes away at Firestar. And he's from Firestar. And I think he's amazing. I really do. And it was really cool to see you guys go one on one. Dude, it, it was awesome, man. He is, like you said, he's amazing. He is such a good talent, and I encourage people to go check him out if you have never heard of him before because he he has something special. He really does. And um, that match was, I believe, about a week or two after. I think it was two weeks after I dislocated my shoulder. And, yeah, I know. I know. So <laughs> the fact that we were able to tell a story – and work around that and just seeing his character work that's something special his character work is phenomenal man <laughs> yeah. not saying he's a bad wrestler because he's a fantastic wrestler too but he he brings something different to the table and you love to see that yes no i agree 100 with you when uh uh when we first seen him he was fire star heavyweight champion he kind of had this like uh heel sting gimmick sting gimmick where he would come out and the crowd hated him but he never spoke he never talked and the crowd just hated him and then 
one day the barrier just kind of broke and he just came out talking straight trash and had the crowd hate him even more. So when I saw that you guys got together, it was just like, you know, that's like fantasy booking types type stuff for me. <laughs> Well, I, I hope I get a chance to wrestle him in the future as well, because like I said, I really wasn't fully 100% at the time. Mm -hmm. But I believe I believe we can have a great match if I'm at 100% and he's good to go too. I think we can do something cool. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And kind of piggybacking off of that as well, I know Grillo had mentioned at the last show that you dislocated your shoulder a bunch or quite a few times, didn't you? Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a strange experience because I have never experienced it before. Mm -hmm. So I was always curious to what it was like, like if it was pain, if it was pressure. And I was in the match and um, I caught a guy on a crossbody and it, I just, it was just a freak accident. I landed funky and it just, it was a lot of pressure, not a lot of pain, but a lot of mm -hmm. pressure. And it just felt like my, because it literally was, my arm was just hanging. So I ran like another minute, tagged out immediately, let everybody know what was going on. And I rolled to the outside and a security guy came over and he was able to pop it back in for me on the outside. So me, and no, please, please never do this guys. It's, it's stupid. Just don't do it. Just, just go to the back. But I, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's freaking go. I'm going back in. I got spots to run. So I tagged back in and uh, I go to throw a kick. Cause you know, the guy was mean. So I go to throw a kick and the momentum as I'm swinging my arms just pops it back out again. So I was like, oh, no. So did whatever, tagged back out, rolled to the outside of the ring. The security guards are there again. But this time I held on to the bottom rope. And I just went and put it right back into place. So at that point, I realized it was just smart if I, you know, just took a breather. So I kind of just let it breathe. And, you know, they were just making sure it was secure, all that good stuff as well. Yeah. And, yeah, man, it was, it was an experience for sure. Please, and injuries are very real. Do not do what I did because that was a terrible decision. Um, but yeah, dude. So that's that's what's been going on with me. And so yeah, how like when it happened? Were you like I popped it out of place, or were you kind of like, oh shit, like did I break it? Did I pop it out of place? Did I dislocate it? Did I fracture it? Or did you just kind of know when it happened? So yeah, kind of like you said. Uh, I knew what it was when it happened. I've never okay. experienced it before, never felt what it felt like, never really asked anybody what it felt like, but I knew that it was just dislocated. And I don't know what part of my brain just automatically told me that that's what happened, but something just told me, hey, your shoulder's out of socket. And because it didn't feel like a break, it didn't feel like a tear, it didn't feel like any oh, of that. Man. Thank God. Thank God. Um, <laughs> So I was like, okay, I, I've seen movies of people, you know, putting the garbage bag over their arm and popping it back into place. So I was like, well, I, I can do it too. It's real life, you know? And uh, again, stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> it went, the, the second time when you grabbed the rope and everything, were you like just kind of like a poke and hope situation? Like hope it goes back in and hope everything lines back up? Or were you pretty confident that you were going to get it back in? It was kind of just a hopeful situation. Um, I knew the direction it had to go. So that probably helped because, again, I've seen things like that happen before. So I kind of just went in that direction. I was like, whoo, all right, we're good. I can move my arm again. Uh, and uh, you, you're called the GOAT. Once Let's again. go, Alo. Thank you so much.
We'll keep yeah, the uh, goat counter going. You've got two so far. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and um, one of the things I kind of wanted to talk to uh, Grillo about, but, you know, whenever we all get together, it's just, you know, things go crazy. Oh, yeah. We're you just... guys actually got to go to New York and be on Barstool's Wrestling Wrestling's Indie Corner yep. with Brandon. I imagine that was a dope experience. Dude, incredible. And shout out to Rosario for getting us there uh, <laughs> because he had some connections and was able to get us uh, onto the show. But, dude, what an incredible experience, man. Just getting to go to Barstool headquarters in Times Square. I'm from PA, obviously, so mm -hmm. I've been to Times Square a lot. But I've never been around the Barstool area. So going in and seeing the office and just seeing how they operate. But not just that, getting a chance to get interviewed by Brandon freaking Walker was so cool. So cool. I was very nervous going into it. But like <laughs> after talking to him and after hearing him and him joking around with us, I was like, okay, all right, this guy's cool. Yeah, and it's so funny because, you know, the the internet wrestling community, the wrestling fans, they're all, all over the place. And. Some prefer uh, Chris Van Vliet, some prefer Brandon, some prefer Ariel. I personally really like Brandon's kind of laid back, not too serious, like give you as much shit as you give me kind of style. Yeah. And I know you guys, like, that's kind of how you guys are too. So it just, it worked really well. I watched the whole thing. And at the time I wasn't really watching like, interviews or podcasts or anything but obviously i watched the whole entire thing with you guys oh thanks man and but, uh, like just to cut you off for a second it's, no, yeah. it's sort of like how your podcast is like and that's what brings it different and that's what makes it more enjoyable and gives you the ability to see the wrestler themselves is if you're having a laid back like back type podcast where you can just talk and not stress about okay i have to figure out this answer after they just asked me this question i didn't even think i would be asked but you just get the chance to chill, lay back, you know, and have some fun. Yeah, and it's so funny, you know, you saying that, you know, that's how this podcast is because I'm not doing it, obviously, to get rich or to get famous or anything like that. And most people, they want to know about the juicy backstage stuff and like, oh, you know, when you were on Dark those few times where the wrestlers in the back mean to you or yeah. like – Hangman Adam Page call you a dick or something like that. And to me, like, I'm, I'm not here to, you know, get the behind-the-scenes exclusive drop. I just want to come on here and just, like, give you guys the platform to tell your stories, basically. And I appreciate that, man. And I'm sure every other guest that's been on your show also appreciates that as well. Because, again, it, it gives us the ability to be real. So mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. that. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it comes across that way, too. And uh, I feel like that if me and me, you and Grillo were all at the same time again, like we were the first time, I feel like it'd be like a Joe Rogan, like four hour podcast. Oh, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. And it's so easy because like we just talk. We just have a good time. Yeah. And I'm all about a good time. Yep. And speaking of good times, uh, I know how gorilla feels i know how you feel i just want to hear you say it are you a sheets guy or are you a, a bucky's guy give me 20 seconds you got 20 seconds i'll give you 30 to be fair i don't even need it
there you go. Hashtag Team Cheeks. That's all you need to there know. Right there. That's all you need to know. And to uh, kind of explain my feelings for that, um, partially I'm biased. Like I'm from the tri-state area. There's sheets yeah. all over there. So I grew <laughs> up on sheets, you know, love sheets. Um, but one thing, because I would give Bucky's a shot. I truthfully would. But <laughs> one thing that ruins it for me and just puts sheets miles above Bucky's is the fact that Sheets has more food options than Bucky's. For what reason? You call yourself the biggest gas station in the world. Why can't I order a freaking sub, a custom sub from your gas station? Well, I can do that at Sheets. Valid. Why can't I get a four for four app sampler at Bucky's? Nope, I can get that at Sheets. It's stupid. I, and that's that's why I have beef with that beaver, that damn beaver. If I ever see him again, he's getting dropped. That damn inside. beaver. Damn beaver. Man, I, it is so funny because we don't have a Bucky's around here. I've never been to one, but it's just so crazy how people are like, they are either Sheets or they're Bucky's. They're not like, oh, I like Bucky's for this and Sheets for this. It's either Sheets or Bucky's. Yep. And like I was telling Grillo, there's a Sheets like a block from my work. I could walk from it. Of course, so. there, is. Of course there is. Sheet. Need something for lunch? Cool. They got you. Need something late night after a night of drinking? Cool. They got you. You need uh, you need a little pick me up after being at a show for two and a half hours and beating the crap out of people. They got you, brother. They got you. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe I can send this clip to them and be like, "You guys got a new slogan. We got you. We got you. You should honestly see what happens. I, I shot my shot with them. They sent me some cool stuff back. Oh no, shit. That's cool. Yeah, that's where I got that shirt from, actually. Oh, nice. How did that go? It was pretty cool. So uh, I had hit them up probably about like nine to ten months ago. And I kind of just explained like, hey, like I'm a wrestler. You know, I always grew up on sheets, love sheets to death, just to see if may maybe there's a small chance where I can get sponsored. Um, and they were like, unfortunately, you know, we're not doing sponsorships at the times, but we would still love you to support us. So they sent me like they sent me a T-shirt and Grillo a T-shirt. So he has one as well. And they sent us like a whole bunch of stickers and the shirts were actually wrapped like a sub would be wrapped, like in that little foil with the sticker around it. Dude, it was so cool. And yeah, that's it, it kind of just happened randomly. I just shot my shot to see what would happen. And they sent us some cool stuff back. That's freaking amazing. And the fact that. Yeah, I will respect the fact that they weren't doing sponsorships at the time, but when they do get to that point, if you're not. If you and like Grillo are not like number one, like we've got to DM these guys real quick. I don't know what else we have to do, man. We're we're just naturally pushing their stuff. We don't even mean to. It's just that great of a place. It, it's, it, it is. It really is. And I don't see how Sheets is like half the size of Bucky's, but at the same time, it's like a thousand times better. Dude, a thousand times better. And I will say, Bucky's is a cool place. Like, if you go inside of Bucky's, they have a whole bunch of stuff, like a whole bunch of snacks, uh, a buttload of drinks. They even have like a little section just for like merch, like t shirts and onesies and like baby onesies. It's crazy. <laughs> so, I give them that part. But if you're going to be that big of a store, get some more damn food. I mean, that's got to be like, I mean, that's got to be like, one of their top sellers is just like the made to order food. So it's like, yeah. you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, lean into that a little bit. And, no, you know, other people have done it before. So what's, what's making it so difficult. And, you know, I think they could really benefit too, maybe 
if like they're not gonna op- offer like different like or more options maybe just like take a bunch of the stuff out that no one cares about and just put like a small waffle house in there or something or like a denny oh, oh you're a smart man that would that would be brilliant i'm telling you and you could just like if you wanted to you could like have a little like uh kiosk or you know like sheets has and just Walk up and get your hash brown smother covered, your T-bone steak and egg, whatever tickles your fancy, and get gas at the same time. I think that's a great idea because the kitchen itself is about the size of a Waffle House. So they got the room to do it. Why not do it? Yeah, and I don't know for sure because, like I said, I've never been to Bucky's. But from what I've seen on TikTok, the people that visit Bucky's are about the same demographic that visits Waffle House. I don't know. That's just what I've seen on TikTok. I don't know the facts, though. You're not wrong about that one. And I will, I just want to say, Mr. Beaver, if you ever hear this, we want our royalties for giving you this idea. So I, I just had to throw that in there, just in case. You never know. And that's the thing about this podcast, man. I did a, uh, I did one with a guy who is a up-and-coming country singer. This was probably a year and a half, two years ago. Mm. And he came up with this like fucking phenomenal idea of a fanny pack that holds like two or three beers, but is also made out of material that's like a small cooler. And so I'm like, I don't even really want to do this podcast anymore because we come up with such good ideas. Somebody's going to watch it. I'm going to walk in Walmart and there's going to be like an Ozark shelf right there. Yeah. And I just, I was like, man, I think I need to start editing some of these clips out, you know? Or at least, you know, beg for your royalties because they should be giving you royalties. These are your ideas. I've always thought like a little cooler type thing or like a little mini freezer, if they can figure it out to put in your trunk, would be pretty cool. Stop your ice cream from melting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The distance away from a store. Yeah. No, that is a great idea because I think the only thing at this point, the only way you could get that in your car is if you were like on the old MTV show, like, pimp my ride or something like that that would be the only way you could get something like that but if you came up with the idea and you know patented it and all that tsf's coolers in your trunk nationwide you're right you know what i think uh i think we need to put me you and grillo in a group chat and we just need to uh start these businesses see if they take off i'm down i (laughs) i did uh i did uh run a grocery store for like two years, so I've got a little bit of the, a little <laughs> bit of the, the business in the things, and I know you know. Rule number one: don't spend more than you make. So I mean, bingo. I mean, hey, I'm kind of a manager at Olive Garden, sort of, kind of, basically. So that we can bring our ideas together. And John, he has a business degree. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's right there. Yeah, it's like the. Uh, the trios of ideas that are a million dollars that no one else thought of because they're not smart enough. It's the holy trifecta. The holy trifecta. I can live with that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So now that we uh, have gave Sheets the massive plug. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things, uh, it, it, in the words of TSF, he gets it. Yep, he, he absolutely gets it. Tom Tom knows me, man, and he understands that I hate that damn beaver. <laughs> man, I 
like going off on another tangent here, like I legitimately want someone to like find their like grand opening like Bucky's beaver costume and then like just let you like DDT them into like oblivion. If anybody wants an instant draw in their promotion, book Hotshot Hunter not versus the Bucky Beaver. I promise you, Meltzer, five stars. It'll sell out the gate. It'll be great. And then you can take the words that you've been saying about Bucky and put it into action. I absolutely can. He's going to get that ass whooped. I'll have to uh, talk to some of the uh, board members at ALW and see what we can uh Hey, if, if you can make that happen, I will be there. All right. And then um, I think we can uh, pull some connections. It's like, and I can spin it in a way like, hey, my man's going to basically murder your beaver, mm-hmm. but it's going to look really good for you guys. <laughs> it, everybody's going to see it. So it, it, it's okay because I'll do it in a nice way. Okay. <laughs> nice way. All right, cool. <laughs> a very nice way. I'm, I'm going to do it so nicely. So nicely. Just like pet him a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. We'll work it out. We'll work those details out later. The pin post on your Twitter Mm -hmm. is something that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's Outsiders Media did it. It's a basically kind of like a two and a half minute Hunter Knot documentary. And I, I've, it's so crazy. I've watched it quite a few times because I feel like each time I get something different from it. Mm-hmm. And just talk a little bit about what that was and how it went down. So first off, I'm going to shout out the uh, Outsiders Media Group because holy cow, are they amazing. Um, yep. Specifically a guy named Keith Andrews. He is phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. The way that he made that video look is through the roof. And yeah. he went to uh, Southern Fried with me later that night, and he was taking a whole bunch of videos of me and stuff like that. So shout out him, and I have a really good feeling he's going to make it very big in this industry. Um, but so to talk about that a little bit, uh, first and foremost, it was tough, man. It was really, really tough because mm-hmm. it's kind of allowing everybody to get a little yeah. personal with my inside life. Um, but even though it's my personal life, that's what I'm trying to transpire in the wrestling universe is hopefully I can be that ray of light for people that have gone through something similar or can relate on another type of level that if you put your mind to something, you can, you can really do it. You can really, really do it. If you truly believe in yourself, it takes you such a long way, dude. So to, give my story like that. Like I said, I'm just trying to inspire other people that are kind of in that same boat that are afraid to go out and take the risk to do something that they love or to do something that they feel like they would generally be happy with to go and take that risk because you can always say that it didn't work out, but if you never do it, you have to sit there and you have to muster on that for the rest of your life. So I encourage people go out and take that risk. I think that's wonderful, and that's what comes across in the video. And it's like, okay, we, you know, we see you wrestle, we see your clips, we see the highlights, you know, we see the YouTube videos. But then, if you go and watch that two and a half minute clip, and then go and watch one of your 
your matches, you know, singles or tag team. And then it like, it really like ties it together. And you're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. That's what I'm trying for, man. Like I said, I, I would like to transpire this into the, my wrestling because I, I just want to be who I am. That's the bottom line of it. I just want to be who I am as a person. And I always said that like I, I, my main goal in life is to give back. So mm-hmm. if I can help somebody in that sort of manner, um, I mentioned it in the little documentary thing too, that I would like to eventually be able to start the Tough Knot Foundation which helps members of families with addicts in them, you know, kind of get through life financially because nobody really thinks about that. Nobody really thinks about the single mother that has to raise two kids on her own. That's working 40 hours a week, trying her hardest just to keep the lights on. So that, that I feel like is my main goal, not just in wrestling, but in life. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that you are bringing stuff to light from your situation that, people who are not in that situation or maybe uh, haven't dealt with it, you know, they can take your perspective and then they can put it uh, to them. You know, they can think about it and like, okay, put two and two together. And it's like, okay, this is something I don't deal with and haven't dealt with, but this is a different side of it. And I, I think it's wonderful. I appreciate that, man. And like I said, if I can just be that ray of light for somebody, that's all I'm going for. Tom says your mom is hilarious. <laughs> My mom is hilarious. She likes to try to embarrass me on every stream that I do on Twitch. Uh, but she's great. <laughs> and I love her to death. I would not be where I am today without her. That's so funny, too, because um, most, I guess, like wrestlers I know, they're like, their family is like, oh, cool, you wrestle. That's cool. And yeah. it's usually like their girlfriend or their wives is a little more supportive than at every show. And so, you know, your mom hanging out with you and, you know, trying to embarrass you and still engaging with you, I think, is is, uh, is amazing also. Oh, it's great. And I mean, she supported my my career choice, too. Like as soon as she found out that I wanted to become a wrestler and move across the country to a new state, like away from her, she mm-hmm. was all for it. And, you know, you don't. Unfortunately, a lot of people are in that same situation. So I'm very blessed to be able to have a supportive mother that was like, okay, you know what? Go chase your dreams. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. And I would, it is, I think I even messaged you this, man. Ever since Elon Musk took over, like Grillo and Cat will pop up on my timeline. But like you, like if I want to like find out what you're doing or what you're up to, I have to like search your name. And I'm just like, yeah. Elon, my, my dude, like you're doing this all wrong. <laughs> No, that that's a totally a thing because it happens with me too, with a lot of people that I engaged a lot with on Twitter before he took over. And then now kind of as Twitter has changed a little bit since he's taken over, I've noticed that their tweets are a lot less apparent on my feed. So it's, it's a real thing. It sucks. <laughs> you got to fix it, Elon. Hey, come on, Elon. Do better. <laughs> One thing I did the, see though, because there's a person – um, on my uh, that I follow that you guys follow as well, and ninety percent of the stuff of yours that I see comes from them retweeting it, which to me is just like ass backwards. Can I take a guess? Go. Is it Doctor Scott? It actually is. What yeah. a guy! What a guy! I love Doctor Scott to death. He is such a good dude. One of the most like I've met him once, like actually talked to him, but I we talk on Twitter just about every day. 
and just an amazing human being. Oh, fantastic human being. He took us to uh, Golden Corral one day on our way to one of the wrestling shows, the DPW shows. And like that enough is saying all you need to know about this man. He's a fantastic dude. Yeah, you're 1,000% right. And he was actually at uh, the Nightmare Factory Live show that I met yes, you guys was. at. Yes, he was. And we were in the same building but never interacted. And that show – and me posting it on Twitter and stuff, that's how we found each other. Mm-hmm. And so there was so much about that Nightmare Factory live show that, like, I just, like, I, it's so, so, it's so lame, but I still have pictures on my phone. I still have videos on my phone. And okay. I probably deleted 3,000 pictures and videos between now and then. But I mean, that night was just so special in a it lot was, of ways. It was a really fun night because it was the first time since at least I've been there that the factory went out and like did these indie shows with a whole bunch of the students and all that. Mm -hmm. And it was cool just being there with everybody that I knew because they're all my friends. So it was, it was a really fun environment. Yeah. And, uh, I will, I'll never forget you, Grillo and Backlund all just literally mid match sitting in chairs Popping Skittles. I'll, as long as I have a memory, I'll never forget it. <laughs> it would do it. We were hungry. What can we say? We wanted some Skittles. Are, would, are you that the Skittle freaks too? Or So I'm really not the Skittle freak. I'm more of an M&M guy, to be honest. Plain M&M or peanut M&M? There's a lot riding on this question. Can I say both? I'll allow it. Okay. okay. I don't, I don't like, I, I love them both. I don't disrespect one more than the other is what I should try to say. <laughs> what about, uh, what about Reese's? Are you regular or do you like chocolate? Dude, regular Reese's all day of the week. I actually bought from the store today. Uh, the Reese's brand, if you didn't know, dropped like a line of ice cream, like two things of like actual ice cream and like the products, like one of them was uh, Reese's drumsticks, like the cones. But like totally Reese's brand, like nothing to do with drumsticks. And they also released little ice cream sandwiches that I got today that have like the chocolate cake on the outside and like the peanut butter ice cream on the inside. So I'm excited to try that. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to uh, you'll have to let me know how it is. I've got to get uh, run to Walmart tomorrow and uh, pick up some food for the cat because he's fat. And so I might have to look for those too. Yeah, dude, definitely look for them. I think they do sell them at Walmart, but that's totally what I'm doing after this podcast, too. I'm going to go to the freezer and devour one in probably less than 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, man. And the, the, the last thing I kind of wanted to bring up, because it is one of the one of the few tweets of yours I've seen, your, uh, your poor little red Honda, man. <sighs> what a sad day. What a sad, sad day. And it was actually in that documentary that we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first thing it like pulls up. So I'm glad I got to highlight her before she passed away. But yeah, dude, that, that was my first car that I ever got. So yeah. for me to put like over 100,000 miles on it and for it to get me from PA to Georgia, back to PA, back to Georgia, back to PA, back to Georgia so many times. And just the memories I had in it because I it was my high school car. So all my friends would always take my car yeah. to go do stuff. It was a sad day, but with that being said, it is very nice being in something a little more reliable now, (laughs) which gives me the ability to go to a lot more shows outside of Georgia. Um, So I'm very, very excited for that. Very, very excited to uh, be on the highway and not worry about a tire falling off or anything along those lines. 
Uh, so it, it comes with its benefits. But I, I did know deep down that it was getting about time. Oh, I got you. The the kind of the writing was on the wall, kind of. Yeah. I just didn't expect it to be that soon, but it, it happened and it probably needed to happen. <laughs> I fully understand. And it was just like a post year that just, it was just like the car and like the gas station parking lot. And I was like, not the red. Yeah, it happened. I was literally pumping gas. And after I got done pumping gas, I turned my car on and I went to put it in drive and it just wouldn't drive. And then I put it in park. And it just started going. <laughs> so in the line of work that you do, you could probably assume what that is. Yep. The transmission. Yep. And for my car being as old as it was and the amount of problems that it already had, it, it was just time for a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, don't want to, you know, probably dump more into the car than unfortunately she was worth. Yeah. She was she was worth her weight in memories. We'll, we'll say she that. Was. She, she did her job. So that's all I ask. <laughs> And I wasn't going to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So who is your favorite person at the Nightmare Factory? But the obviouses are off the table. So no Grillo, no Trip. No Cat. Okay. Um, hmm. Not my girlfriend. Yeah, that one off the table. So, I am going to say Hayden freaking Backlund. That is a phenomenal answer. Because he has so much potential and he's going to do such great things in this business that if you guys haven't seen his work recently, please go check out his Twitter, see what he's doing. He is hilarious. Um, (laughs) He is a very charismatic guy as well, which is great. Um, But he's, he's just such a good wrestler. And it's only a matter of time before people really start to catch on to that and you see him freaking skyrocket. So, and it may be a little biased because he was in our class as well. <laughs> factory. But yeah, he, he's just a good dude. And I think he's going to do really, really big things in wrestling. I love it. I love it. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ask for a better answer there. I mean, I have a few like uh, Carly Bravo, obviously, yep. Brooke Havoc. You got those people doing their things and freaking doing those things greatly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I, I think Hayden is a uh, hidden gem that's about to be exposed. I love it. I love that answer too because I, I I definitely agree with you. I definitely think it's just a he's just like one match or just like mm-hmm. one like solid away from yep. you know hitting the stratosphere basically. I agree. And now I will let you plug yourself, plug your Twitch, Twitter, whatever you want to plug. Plug it away, man. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hnot12, H-K-N-O-T-T-12. Uh, you can find me on Twitch as well at twitch.tv slash hotshothk. Um, YouTube, hotshotthunderknots. Uh, I try my best to uh, post semi-consistent content to keep everybody entertained. Uh, it's been a little slower these past two months just because moving in the car and everything else that's going on kind of just... Mm-hmm crumbled everything yeah. um but i'm slowly getting back into the pace of things so yeah if y'all want to follow me please do so i would greatly appreciate it yeah i think everyone should follow you because like i like i told uh grillo i think i mean I, I truly believe this in my heart it's absolutely criminal that you guys don't have like ten thousand fucking followers 
I appreciate that, man. And that's the goal. And that's what we've really, really been working at. So hopefully, hopefully soon one day that can happen. Hopefully one day that maybe if like sheets endorsed you or if like sponsored you or something, I don't know. I mean, that'd be a huge help. I mean, blush, blush sheets, please, please sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> All right. As always, Hunter, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's always a good time, man. And, course, man. Uh, Thank you for having me again. It was a blast. Like I said before, <laughs> I love being on your podcast because it's so laid back. We just have a good time and we chat. That's it, man. That's the name of the game there. And I really appreciate you taking out the time. I appreciate everyone that hopped in, everyone that left a comment even before the show started. Um, and yeah, my man good. Tom hopping in there right in, you know, right in there before we sign off. Best mm-hmm. show. But that's going to do it. I really appreciate everyone for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of Over the Top Rope.